Canadian Starbucks stores. 1,100 of them plus are closing their doors. They say uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon, but I know our good friend Chris Creston, who's always working like the hardest guy, uh, you know, hardest working guy in showbiz, really. He is uh, always working. Chris, you went into a Starbucks to do a little investigative reporting yourself. And get a coffee. And what did they say? They told me they're closing this uh, location that I stopped in was at uh, Young and Queen's Key, and they're closing at 2 p.m., so they're already closed. They're closed. They're closed already, and they're going to not open again until open uh, start of business day tomorrow. You know who's really happy about that? McDonald's and Tim Hortons. They could not be happier about the fact that they're going to be closing down. Why are they closing down? Because the uh, employers are going to receive employees are going to receive mandatory anti bias training, and so basically. They will be watching a series of videos that were developed to train American employees in May after that incident in April where a manager at a store in Philadelphia, Starbucks in Philadelphia, called the cops to remove two black men who were sitting at a table waiting for a friend to join them before ordering. I believe they it was like a business meeting. And who, if you're waiting for somebody for a business meeting, it's it's rude to order without them. You know, they probably wanted to buy this person their coffee. And if you're sitting there with two coffees, then it's rude. Uh, you know, like the other person would go, oh, you've already got your coffees. No, I'll get my own. It's just, it's awkward and weird. And it's just, I mean, it was just an inf- unfortunate uh, incident and it, it looked bad on Starbucks. So they're trying to, uh, I guess, curry some favor. And so uh, I read a very interesting article on this on uh, what implicit biases or unconscious bias. And we're joined now by Dr. Javid Sukera, who is assistant professor at the Schulich School of Medicine and Department of Psychiatry. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm great. So you're an expert here. What is implicit or unconscious bias? So we usually describe it in contrast to explicit biases. Those are the kinds of things when we stereotype people in certain groups uh, with an intention to it. Implicit biases are the products of our life experience. They enact their influence on us automatically outside of our awareness and despite our best intentions. So we're not in control of these? No. um, Our brains are programmed to categorize and stereotype. That's the way we organize the world. Um, But what happens is with certain groups, particularly groups that are not dominant within society, our stereotypes can become so ingrained that they end up uh, having a pretty significant uh, negative effect on these groups. Is there any, and this sounds odd to say it, but I'm just curious since you're the expert, is there any kind of positive unconscious bias? Yes, there is. So that's the thing about teaching and training about implicit bias is that these biases can be positive, they can be helpful, they can be productive, uh, but they can also be counterproductive and dangerous. So this isn't a white person problem. No, it's it's a human problem. Um, by their very nature, these are things that all of us are doing, regardless of what group you belong to. Having bias is a human, uh, inherently human thing, and biases don't discriminate. All of us have them. Okay, so can watching a series of videos, if you're a Starbucks employee today, actually train change your perceptions? Usually not. Usually you can't just show video and expect for significant change. These are biases that are developed over a lifetime. And so addressing them through training has to have uh, several special ingredients for it to actually be effective. Okay, like what? 
So uh, in my research, we looked at how to do this. And one thing would be uh, having a very safe learning environment so that people can feel like they can be open and honest about their biases without being afraid of being punished. Right. And how often would that realistically happen in the workplace? I mean, you're always on guard. Yeah, it's really tricky because the other problem would be if you train employees to question biased practices, but your company still has those practices, the employees speak out and then you punish them for speaking out, you're actually creating more problems than you're solving. Right. Okay. And some of the other instances? So the other thing to think about is usually our research showed that people who work together, they should learn together in Mm. teams because coming out of the training, if you've created a comfort with each other, then people become social reinforcers within the team as they call each other out, but also reflect on their own biases afterwards. Okay, so we're keeping each other in check. Exactly. I like that. All right. um, So I have heard that there are people that say, you know, they hold the notion that, you know, mandatory training like this can actually activate biases um, because people get defensive about the fact that, oh, I have to go through training now. Is that is that something we should be concerned about? There's definitely a defensive reaction when you uh, challenge people on their biases, and that's why the training has to be done right. We found that when we gave feedback to doctors and nurses about their biases, it actually provoked a very uh, emotional reaction from them because no one likes to be called out on something um, to, to challenge the fact that, that they might be a superhuman version of themselves. But it's also important that people who take the training are open and have some motivation to change their behavior. If you mandate a one-size-fits-all training, it doesn't always help because you're already starting from a point where the company's taking away your choice, and that's potentially got a, a, a could have a backlash on people. Doctor, you, you just mentioned bias in medicine. Uh, you know, these are people in the business of caring for people. So what kind of bias were you coming up, uh, you know, discovering? So... My research looks specifically at biases in healthcare towards people with mental illness or addictions, but the literature's got tons of examples of bias in medicine from uh, black patients not getting pain treatment compared to white patients or biases related to age, weight, or certain types of conditions. And these are examples of unconscious bias? Yeah, there was actually research that showed that a lot of these biases are happening unintentionally. My research found that physicians and nurses in hospitals Um, are biased that patients with mental illness can't be fixed. And so they're unintentionally avoiding these patients, again, despite their best intentions, uh, because these are good people who want to do a great job. But that avoidance uh, is perceived by the patients as judgment and discrimination. Mm -hmm. And that actually feeds the way um, people feel about themselves, correct? It does, because if you're subject to these biases and belong to one of these groups, over time you actually begin to internalize them. So with mental illness, the example would be if the society thinks that having mental illness is a weakness, over time people begin to agree that this must be true. And if they mm. experience illness, then they start to say, well, then I must be weak. Uh, and eventually they start to think, well, then why bother? Yeah, you know, I was actually here uh, listening to something about depression over the weekend. And someone had said uh, until they started to realize that they had an illness, they could not overcome the illness and and start to look at their depression like that. I want to get back to Starbucks for a second, if I could. Is it rational to think, you know, they're closing stores down at three o'clock today across the country and they're going to um, launch into this implicit bias, unconscious bias training uh, through videos and and workshopping? Is it rational to think that corporate training sessions um, on implicit and unconscious bias will overcome it? Or do we need to, you know, beyond the teamwork, get to work on ourselves? And how do we start that? Because 
I'm if you say that we all have biases, I guess, you know, I, I'm questioning what mine are. Yeah, I think the idea of training is a good start because it starts the conversation. But the conversation about bias is very different than the old types of training where we would point fingers and say, oh, you have this or you have that. Learning about implicit bias is about looking in the mirror at ourselves and realizing that we're all flawed, vulnerable people and that we share that as humans. So for companies to address it, it's one thing to train people, but the companies themselves have to look in the mirror, look at their policies, their practices, and think about the structures that exist within them uh, instead of just training their frontline employees. This might sound wild, but is it uh, the company's responsibility? I mean, if we all have these biases, how that is such a huge hurdle to get over. It is. And that's why training has to start with a default position that we're never going to be able to eliminate all biases. In fact, some biases, like we talked about earlier, are positive and helpful. But what we can do is learn about the negative impact of those biases and work to explicitly change our behavior so that we don't have that impact. When a company like Starbucks uh, arrests people waiting for their friend, that makes people feel like they don't belong and that's not part of Starbucks's brand. So they clearly have an imperative to change and there's lots of other companies who are realizing that they're not doing a good job at diversity and that they would benefit from getting into the weeds and fixing it. Moving forward beyond these workshops, Star War- Starbucks has said that they are going to uh, open up their bathrooms to anyone. You can you can use the washroom if you want to. Isn't that actually going to cause some people to form some uh, unconscious bias? I think that there's always a potential of backlash with these sorts of things. It is important for the company to look at their structures and look at what they do, look at recruitment, retention, all the way from the bottom to the top. Um, One big thing about Starbucks's brand is that they position themselves as a third place for people where they want people to feel like they're comfortable and they belong. Mm. And so explicitly changing your policy is actually something that might be a good idea when it comes to having a backup uh, to to foster that kind of change. Post-workshop, what needs to be done with regard to Star, Starbucks? Well, I think it'll be rem- it'll remain to be seen what happens once the PR uh, glare fades. What will the organization do to address the issue? How will they look at what the, their policy is, who they employ, how they employ them, and what happens to the employees who begin to challenge these processes within the company? All I would say is when they ask me my name, I have to spell it like six times for them. So mm. hopefully they can think about uh, what to do with people whose names don't always fit uh, the norm. Yeah, I just make up a different name all the time. Yeah, I think I tr- maybe, maybe I need to take your advice and start doing that. I just have fun with them. It, Megatron. Right. Megatron. I've got a latte for Megatron. Doctor, in all seriousness, it's been uh, fantastic having you on the show. You're a wealth of information. I would love to have you back sometime, so I'm going to keep your number handy. Yeah, thanks so much. Keep in touch. Take care. Thanks so much. That's Dr. Javid Sukera, who is assistant professor at the Schulich School of Medicine, Department of Psychiatry, talking about, you know, what's going on with regard to Starbucks. They're going to be watching some videos. It's like movie time at Starbucks if you're a worker this weekend uh, or this afternoon. And uh, and then hopefully they'll get past their biases. But a lot of hurdles to jump over there. And apparently all of us have them.